Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Hello, everybody. Good to have you in. Nick Dawn and Greg. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube, 855-839-1210. 7.45, we have a Friday edition of What's on the Cut Sheet, usually the best cut sheet of the week, and we're just about 44 minutes out for that. Also, the trending viral White House Christmas holiday video that uh, Jill Biden put out, uh, I believe this was about two days ago now. We're going to get into that, and we're going to talk about it. We have the video. I think we have some audio to go along with it. Um, and you can kind of go back. I, I think you can find them on social media or just search for them. You can see the holiday White House videos uh, during the Trump administration, and then you can compare them to the Biden administration. Um, it's like there was adults running the first one, and like this looks like a, um, I don't know, like a seven-year-old uh, Disney version. I have no idea what's going on in this video. We'll try to make sense of it. But then again, it's the Biden administration. We've been doing this exercise for three years. Uh, so we'll get to that. And then also uh, a great conversation as Republicans in the Senate passing here in Pennsylvania a bill to have at least one armed guard on um, school grounds for every school in the state and every school district. Uh, but Democrats are pushing back against that. We'll get to that story as well. But let's get to some news. 702, round number two. For that, we give you the great Don Stensland. And good morning. We are sponsored this morning in Kale & Company News Live, sponsored by ECI Comfort. We are at 32 degrees and clear, heading up to 53 degrees and sunny today. I think you're going to like the forecast just ahead. But we do have an accident this morning, and I will update you that SEPTA police continue to strike this morning. So we do have that strike watch going on. But a SEPTA bus and car have collided at an intersection. This is in the Hunting Park neighborhood of Philadelphia this morning. Four bus passengers are hurt, and according to police, North 10th and West Luzerne Streets, and it happened within the past hour. So it looks like somebody ran a red light. That's the preliminary information. Somebody ran a red light and then, you know, T-boned the bus, essentially. So uh, drivers say, or excuse me, police say the drivers should avoid the area. There's a major investigation going on. And I don't have the severity of those injuries either. We also have a major, high, a lot going on with the roads, right? We had that accident earlier this morning, about 5 o'clock this morning. Um, that was uh, 76 East. That's clear. But I want to give you a heads up that a major highway is shut down. This is in Montgomery County because there's another big sinkhole that opened up in that area of KOP. Mm-hmm. So we had briefly mentioned this yesterday, but it's Route 202's northern lanes in Upper Marion entirely shut down to traffic again. <laughs> Route 202 might be the, the most unmitigated disaster I've ever seen. I, I feel, I really do feel for commuters. With it's this unbel- one. And think about how far 202 goes and how long it spans. Brutal. And it's it almost unanimously, no matter where you are on 202, it's just from like an infrastructure standpoint, it's a disgrace. It's like third world country driving. One of my relatives, uh, they have, you know, four kids. They actually moved, physically sold their house and moved because of that road because they just couldn't handle the commute anymore and it should also i think it should absolutely like depreciate people's people's property values as well i mean you know where exactly where i'm talking about if you go at the the intersection of 202 and skipback um it's weird too because there's so it's a nice little area it's a nice area to live in and there's nice little businesses in those little shopping centers 
But like, you remember the Reed Country Store? Yes. That's out of business. There's like an out of business gas station. And I swear, and I've been back up here for uh, 16 months. I swear that they're, they're doing construction on it every day. I see no progress. I, I've seen nothing change, but there are people out there every day drilling and the dump trucks and the whole bit. I don't know what they're doing. Well, that area that you're talking about, like the old country store and yes. all of that, the I tell my kids all the time, man, I wish uh, Daddy and I had bought some land out here. Oh, yeah. Because there's a now that's, and by the way, that's not so far from the Aldi. Right. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. The Aldi's right in that right on the corner. Right. That is all new. Yep. There are, it's booming. These areas are booming. And so you have all these infrastructure issues. That's, that's what you're, that's what we're seeing, I think, as people, because think about how many tens of thousands of people have moved out of the city, for yep. example. Right. Where do you think they moved? Mm-hmm. And so, and so now you have all this infrastructure. It affects the schools. It, to your point, it affects everything. Yeah. And but, at 3.30 in the afternoon, if you get to that intersection with all that construction, be prepared to take like six lights to get through that intersection with the traffic, with the school buses dropping kids off and all everything else that's there. It's just a madhouse. Yeah. But uh, it's, I, I mean, part of me feels like I love, I love all the growth that's happening mm-hmm. out, you know, that way. Yep. But on the other hand, are they really thinking through to your point, all the in- infrastructure? And then you think about the fact that we have flood zones. I mean, think about why we have a sinkhole it's because we have limestone and we have, Right, yep. the underground waterways and watersheds and all that stuff, and I just have to wonder. Yeah, and if sometimes you t- I question the planning from that intersection. If you take two hundred two down towards Plymouth Meeting, I mean, for miles, it's bumpy, it's it's ripped up. There's you know gravel everywhere, and it doesn't get good going in the other direction until you get up towards like Lower Gwinnett Township. Then it's finally smoothed out, but that's that's about three miles or so. But I digress. No, I love it because I have my youngest isn't doesn't have his driver's license yet. Yeah. So I'm up and down. Nick. Yeah. Every, I should just stop by Nick's house and do some virtual golfing. You're going to need you. some, you're going to need a lot of Tylenol if you drive down 202 by my house. You're gonna, <laughs> your head's going to be like this in the car. <laughs> Give your shocks and struts a workout. Well, we're, we're trying to feel your pain here. The closure runs between Henderson Road and Solon Boulevard. And here's the thing. They're saying that, you know, obviously sinkholes have plagued the region through the summer and through the KOP area, and unfortunately, they don't even have a timeline as to when this latest sinkhole. I'm looking at the playback with Nick bouncing up and down. It's kind of funny. Sorry, <laughs> uh, but we don't have a timeline for when that's going to be fixed. So, uh, you know, we feel your pain. Speaking of that, man, if you were stuck in your evening commute for some reason, that the uh, last night because of these protesters who are pro-Palestinian protesters um, chanting, let Gaza live, ceasefire now, etc. The bottom line here, 32 protesters out of the 150 plus protesters who shut down traffic on a major highway, I-76 in Center City. And that was in the Spring Garden Street, you know, bridge and underneath there, that whole area. And so it was the westbound lanes of I-76. It jammed traffic for three to four hours last night. They did arrest 32 and they received citations. I don't have word of what that means as far as the citations. So I don't think anybody spent the night in jail. They got a ticket. I don't know if it's a $20 fine or a 50 I don't know what that looks like. should spend the night on 202 doing uh, the parent <laughs> pommels. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, like a chain gang. Yeah. Do we have uh, oh, do we have the video again yeah. that we could put up for people if they missed it in the first hour? Yeah. If the boys in the well, back then, can put that up. 
I mean, it's just unbelievable. Three to four hours. Yeah. Uh, oh, so my God. Good. What a nightmare. Like, I'm all for protesting. You know, protest your brains out. But if four hours of interrupting people's you're lives. Not, and, you're not winning hearts and minds by no. doing that. You're pissing off uh, the commuters. Right, we people, got enough anger in this city. People who are just trying to get to work or leave work. You yes. know what I mean? Like, look at this. I it's love how they just, hang the banners, too. Hopefully nobody fell over the interpass when they were hanging those beautiful things. I always wonder how you do that. I know. You ever wonder how people graffiti things like in spots where yeah. like, how do they even get up there? Yeah. <laughs> All the time. I was like, I was like, eh, that's an interesting spot for graffiti. Yeah. So what would happen if, you know, you happen to have like a paintball gun in the back of your Honda Odyssey minivan and uh, you're stuck in that? <laughs> Dawn's got just, a paintball gun with a big CO2 tank on right? it. Right? What if you just, you know, you just started spraying? Yeah. Like you could... Cover their banners, spray the product. Do you think you get? Do you think Krasner yeah. would have you prosecuted? Well, it depends on what your gender and what your identity politics are. Okay. I was looking at that. Uh, th- there looks like a big semi that stopped up there. If I'm that semi yep. driver, I'm like, guys, I can clear this out in ten minutes. Yep. <laughs> just, just yeah, give 100%. me the word, and I'm in. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Yep. Just sitting, like, oh man. Yeah. Philly says ceasefire now. Okay. At 4.30, like, they knew exactly what they oh, were doing. this is all it's orchestrated. It. And we need to get to the bottom of how these people are communicating. Is this happening on social media? Like, remember when Meatball and, and, and the whole squad were doing the looting and rioting? Yeah. That was all orchestrated and coordinated. That, that was done through some, you know, some communication channel. Yeah. Guys, honest to God, if you guys want to go protest, great. But do it in, do it at... Do it at the Capitol. Do it in Congress. Like, do it for Congress. Yeah. With, these commuters, these people have nothing to do with what you're doing. Go do it on the nothing West Bank. Nothing to do you know with what? it. If you want to protest, go to the West Bank. Yeah, we'll, we'll exactly. Get, we'll put and you we'll on Air Force flight. One and we'll fly have, you over there. Yeah, I have no... I, like, what do the people leaving work have to do well, with stopping this? You, you bring up I mean? a great question with work. Do these people have jobs? What are, are these people just yeah, take off for true. the day? Well, maybe they work in morning radio. That's why they're home at 4 30. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they had their nap. I got it. And now they're protesting. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like, you think of these, you know, you think of these great protests, like, you know, the protests at the Edmund Pettus Bridge and, and, and stuff where, you know, you're, you're stopping, you know, if you're stopping construction vehicles or something from bulldozing an area that you don't like, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I, I completely understand that. Yeah. And like, you know, you don't want cars to pass, so you form a line and do this. But this is just, this is just. It's obnoxious and disrespectful. There's no point to it. It's a total inconvenience to society. It's just infuriating. Three three or four hours. Yeah. Like, what about, like, I'm thinking of the parents in these cars mm-hmm. that have, that have to, you know, run to get their kids at yeah. daycare or, 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 or school or some after school activity. Yep. And they're sitting there for three or four hours. Their poor kids are, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. Yep. Like, it's just, it's so disrespectful. What do you do? You live stream it on your phone. You got to text all your friends and family. You FaceTime them. Uh, look at this. And again, I'm I'm all for protesting. I yeah. this country was built on protest. I I'm I'm all for it. But this just it doesn't accomplish what they think it does. No, it doesn't. But what's the difference? I mean, ser- on a serious note, usually when you have a protest on, let's say, city hall or the Capitol, you have to have some kind of a permit or permission that sort of thing. So these are trespassers, right? These people are 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 impeding an official, mm-hmm. you know, your your official proceeding. I'm just, I just think that we have to have zero tolerance for this. And I think until society, like for me, if I'm in my minivan, I'm going, I'm not, I'm not staying like they're, they're back. The vehicles are mm-hmm. back like 30 feet. Yep. I'm driving right up into it and I'm honking my horn. Yep. Yep. But what stops me seriously 
from saying, guys, I have an emergency. That I have I have to move through this. This is a thorough pass. Yeah. You know? What do you this do? Is do, a you just, way. do you just roll the minivan through at five miles per hour? Yep. And, and just you know, go slow and you yep, just, everybody I'm, just keep on rolling. They'll move. They will move. <laughs> and especially if you've got that semi and you get two yep. inches from their that's, face, that's blare what I'm your horn. Yes, use that semi. Your engine. Hell it's, yeah. it's one of the first cars yes. there. Yep. yep. Use that semi and just just use that as your battering ram. Yeah. I love how the cops are there. You can see them in the yellow uh, jackets with the blue, and there's, I don't know, let's say uh, 12 to 15 of them, and they're completely outnumbered. Like I'm wondering what the communication is like between the officers on the ground versus people back at like a command center where they say, okay, enough is enough. Now go ahead, start arresting them. No, I mean, the, the, here's the thing. You know that the police officers, especially if they bring in the horses, yeah, right, the yeah. mounted police, you bring in those horses, and it's so intimidating when you're standing on the ground. Those police officers could have cleared that highway in 12 minutes. And they know it, but they know that they're not going to do anything because they don't want to lose their job, their pension, and mm-hmm. go through three years of hell because of of City Hall right now. Yep. And it was, what, three to four hours that they were out there for? Yep. Well, they were ultimately, I believe that the, that finally, so I'm not sure of the timeline of when they were physically arrested, but the problem was, think about the traffic backup. Yep. What? So this, th- I remember because I, I tuned in and I was listening. And I think they were saying at like 630 in the evening, three hours later, they were saying, well, it's still a slow commute, commute but oh things are moving. Oh the, the, the so police, these poor people were stuck there. The police should have rolled up with the big van, turned on the Odyssey app, put Zeoli on, blasted the speakers as loud as they can and had Rich do uh, megaphone Bernie. That would have cleared everything right out. <laughs> I mean, let's be creative. Let's let's. I bring the fire trucks. Yep. Is an engine one? We got that reinstated. The, Just shoot some water the on them. It was problem, about thirty-two degrees. Yeah. The problem is, Dawn. Can you imagine how that looks? Oh, like, yeah. You know what I mean from a PR standpoint. Oh, we're making a rainbow. Yeah, well, yeah. we're making a rainbow. We yeah. want to shoot some water. All right, we have to break. All right, um, let me give our sponsor, okay? Because that went, went way too long. But we got ECI Comfort. In the cold, is the cold weather getting you down? Stay warm. ECI Comfort, your go-to HVAC experts. Upgrade to the upgrade to the reliability of train heating systems, which I think Greg Stocker has trained. I do. Keeping you cozy when it matters most. Call ECI Comfort for your comfort needs or online, ECIComfort.com. Gail and Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. Bill SB907, what is it? Why is it important? And who's pushing back? The details on the other side. But right now, the details about gift card season at Wawa. That's right. Wawa's got two great ways to help you shop efficiently this holiday season. First of all, you can visit Wawa.com. Pick one of the festive card designs, enter your card amount, and write a message. You can choose to have your Wawa gift card show up in their inbox instantly or schedule it to arrive at just the right moment. All right, but let's say you love the hustle and the bustle and you want to get out to your local Wawa, you know, barring any protesters blocking your way to get there. Uh, you'll find the gift cards for the Wawa fan in your life right at the register when you check out. And they've also got other brands as well, like Amazon and Roblox. You can grab one for your boss, your favorite aunt or uncle, loved one, significant other, wife, you name it. They make anybody's season bright in just one Wawa run. Happy holidays from Wawa, your one-stop gift card shop. See store for details. It's Kale & Company On Demand. 
from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. This holiday season, make all your wishes come true on FanDuel in partnership with the Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. I said in the 6 o'clock hour that the uh, Eagles money line is now at minus 168. You plunk $5 down on that, you can win 3 bucks, but you get $150 in bonus bets when the Eagles win. You can use that for anything to bet on for spreads, player props, over-unders, so much more. All you have to do is go to use my promo code and go to FanDuel.com slash Greg, FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHG. Come on, sign up now. And the official partner of the NFL, 21 and over, President PA, first online real money wager, only $5 pregame money line wager required, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable, but bonus bet set expires seven days after receipt. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Great to have all of you in McDonald and Craig. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Don't forget today, the fourth annual Andy Chan Holiday Block Party is coming up 4 o'clock today. Uh, it will be between 2nd Street, in between, uh, on 2nd Street, in between Market and Chestnut. We'll be going from uh, Brownie's Irish Pub to Nick's Bar and Grill, Bootleggers, Rotten Ralph's, uh, between 4 and 9 p.m. I think I'm going to get there uh, at Nick's around, what, 5 p.m., Five. I think we agreed on. Yep. And then um, LeBron will get there around 7.15. <laughs> <laughs> Just love saying that. <laughs> no, no, LeBron's not coming. Dawn Stenzel's coming, but she'll be a late arriving crowd. She'll be like a you yeah. know, L.A. sports fan. You do not speak for me. She does do not. not. You do not speak for me. You do her. not Hold speak for me, I mean, sir. How Dawn, dare you? you better keep your mouth closed. <laughs> so that'll be fun. You know, the cool thing, that. they called the Andy Chan, but his, um, Andy's wife, Tang, insisted that they, that they, they expanded out to the other families. Yes. Yeah. You know, I know that they were here a week ago and telling us all about it. But yep, it's pretty amazing to think about what you know. Here she's she's a mom. She's got kids. She's working mm-hmm. full time, caregiver of her husband who's severely brain damaged. Right, and she's looking around saying, "No, no, no. This is not going to be just a benefit for me." Yep. You know, and also, um, you know, that, our, that our fallen hero at Temple, Officer Christopher Fitzgerald. Yep. His his um, children so and widow, yeah. they'll benefit from this as well as some of the state troopers' mm-hmm. families. Yeah, if you can't this come, really beautiful. if you can't come out tonight and see us and see Nick drinking a Bud Light at yeah, buddy. Nick's roast beef at five o'clock, <laughs> uh, you can always donate. Uh, donate, please. You know, where do we go? They need that? the no- They need the donations. You can go to Greg Stock. I'm sorry, you threw me off there, Don. I'm sorry. <laughs> you You'd go to uh, gregstockersucks.com, gregstockersucks.com. Thank you, Kevin Pools. Uh, gregstockersucks.com, and it, it goes right to uh, the Families Behind the Badge Children's Foundation. Yeah, this is a, this is also a big night. I mean, you know, we've had outings at, like, parks where you guys have came out and, you know, you saw Dawn or Rich, myself. This is a big night for stalker. You don't get to see a stalker out in the wild too often. That yeah, is true. That is true. That's reason this enough to show just up. Just shows you how much I love this charity, and I mm-hmm. love Mark O'Connor. There you go. All right. Not uh, so much you two. Right. <laughs> just, yeah, you got to deal with this 20 hours a week. Just the charity, Mark. <laughs> this is this is hazard pay for stalker on a Friday night <laughs> in the holiday uh, season. Oh, uh, good. Just hope uh, there's no protests. Uh, yeah. well, I'll tell you what. If I see one, I'm turning around. If I can't plow through them with the ridgeline, I'm going home. <laughs> I'm, laying, I'm laying the law down. Uh, speaking of the law, this is a very interesting story, and it's very frustrating. Frustrating if you are on board with this and you see Democrats pushing back on this. So the Pennsylvania Senate 
passed legislation yesterday that would require schools in the state to have at least one armed guard on uh, on duty during school hours. The bill, SB 907, was sponsored by Senator Mike Reagan, a Republican, representing Cumberland and York counties. It passed along party lines in a 30-19 to vote and now heads to the Democratic-controlled House of Representatives for consideration. Governor Josh Shapiro is opposing the measure, a spokesperson for his office told PenLive.com. So, guns, eh, no time for pistols and police. We need more of our resources allocated to gender and pronouns. Um, If enacted... The bill would require all school entities defined as a school district, an intermediate union, uh, unit, an area career and technical school, a charter school, or a private residential rehabilitative institution to have one armed security personnel on duty. Uh, here's a quote from uh, Mr. Reagan. Compromise is key in the legislature, and in order to take a step forward, Rather than remain stagnant and complacent with current security levels, I worked with leadership and members of my caucus to reach an agreement on the final version of the bill. Uh, He goes on to say, I understand why this idea might feel popular. This is actually coming from a Democrat. It sounds like an easy solution, but easy solutions won't solve the problem of deadly school shootings. So this is this is kind of frustrating if you're a parent, if you want your child to have more additional safety and security at their school. And again, keep in mind we have debunked the the rise in this myth of all of these deadly school shootings, right? Like we we've done that. But I don't understand why any elected official would push back against having a cop at all times with a gun. To me that is a deterrent. I would actually have statewide signage like you could create this and it would be uniform it would be the same sign the same size the same color the same lettering you put it right in front of like you know those little billboards at a school where they have like the little sign where it says pta meeting tonight at seven this school is armed 24 7 with a licensed uh police officer with uh, with a gun or something to that effect and the only thing i can think of is when they're sitting here and saying, well, this is not going to eradicate the problem of deadly school shootings. So if you have an armed guard, which eliminates an armed psycho and saves the lives of teachers and children, that to me sounds like a plausible solution to any sort of future threats. But wouldn't this kind of chip away at the left's mantra of further restrictions on your Second Amendment rights? It's almost like they want to... Not like find the solution here. They just want to take the guns away. They don't want to acknowledge the mental health issues that it re- require you to show up at a school and want to shoot thirty five children. It's like I don't know why would anybody with like two two ounce of common sense, Dawn, like not want to do this. You mean you get one police car, one police car, one officer from six forty five a.m. to four forty five p.m. Even if you have to split up the shift into two shifts with two different officers for the sake of security, I you know Republicans are on board with this and Democrats are fighting back against it. I, it, it. it doesn't make sense to me. I think it's, in truth, it's anti-gun, it's anti-police. It's still the residue of the defund the police movement. 
Because why else? Every other workplace, including our workplace, has security. Mm-hmm. The depart I've said this for years that the Department of Education, which is federal, which I think should be dismantled, but the Department of Ed requires kids to go to school. They rec- that's the law. And and you as a parent can get in trouble if you're not homeschooling or sending your kid to school. So if the Department of Education requires this, then they should have to be required to come from the Pentagon budget because that's the biggest budget. Sure. Take it from the Pentagon and every school, private and public, should have armed guards or at least one armed guard. And you can argue whether you want that inside the school or outside the school. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's the job of the Department of Education, federal level, not the state. Yeah. The states shouldn't have to pay for it, quite frankly. I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I'm thinking about you know different scenarios and situations. You have that guard. You have that police officer you know, sitting in front of the main entrance or you know, obviously doing his rounds. He goes from the front. Maybe he drives front to back. Maybe he walks through the school. Maybe he comes out the cafeteria door, through the library entrance, whatever it might be. And all of a sudden, you have one of these kids that's playing hooky one day that has plotted out this, this, uh, this murderous scheme. And all of a sudden, this kid starts walking through uh, the woods, comes into the school parking lot, and all of a sudden sees a police officer sitting there. I mean, I think there's a chance that that guy might have second thoughts. But if you don't have this and there's no deterrent, then obviously there's a, a far greater likelihood of pulling off one of these awful, you know, tragedies and massacres that we've, you know, yeah. talked about. And granted, yes, they, they they don't happen a lot. I mean, you probably have a better chance of being struck by lightning. I think we actually went through all the different odds that have greater probabilities of happening than your kid being killed at school. But, you know, if it can prevent the next Parkland, if it can prevent the next Sandy Hook, I mean, why would you want to be an elected official and be have it on your record that you voted no to that? I wouldn't be able to sleep at night, but that's just me. 855-839-1210, the phone number. Coming up next, Jill Biden's horrific holiday video at the White House that has all of social media scratching their head, wondering, what in the world did I just watch for two and a half minutes? We will get to that, get to YouTube, and we will continue on Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's that time of year again. You think about this as we are in the heat of the holiday season, if you will, counting down 10 days to Christmas Day. A lot of you, I know, are scrambling around making sure you have the right gift for everybody on your list. So I'm so thankful that I found, I discovered whatacrock.com. And had the idea of sending some of their meals to friends and family members who could use some delicious dinners without any prep, mess, or stress. And this is a huge hit. If you haven't heard me talk about whatacrock.com before, here's how it works. You just put a meal in your slow cooker in the morning, go about your day. When you come home, dinner is simmering. It's waiting for you. And literally, it's as simple as dropping that meal into your slow cooker and dinner is one and done. It's handled. Whatacrock.com has a huge menu of more than 50 meals to try. No subscription, no commitment is required to order. And they even have digital gift cards, by the way, that are instantly delivered via email if you need a great gift in a pinch. So make sure you use promo code WPHT at checkout. Get $10 off your order. Whatacrock.com code WPHT, $10 off, excluding those gift cards. Make sure you check them out. Whatacrock.com. What a great idea. Whatacrock.com. Tell them Dawn sent you. 
This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. You're going to want to get on over to YouTube, certainly at 745, if not right now, youtube.com slash at 1210 WPHT because we have all sorts of good video content to give you. Also still ahead this morning, uh, the Claudine Gay story is not going away. Now the NAACP says if you are attacking Claudine Gay, it is an act of white supremacy. So we'll get to that story because we knew that one was coming. And then also I want to get to a story um, in the world of sports that has nothing to do with sports, but everything to do with female rights. And it's not the uh, typical... um, Oh, God, I'm drawing a blank on her name now um, from Kentucky, the swimmer, Riley Gaines. It's not a typical Riley Gaines men coming into female sports invasion story. This actually has to do with uh, the former punter for the Buffalo Bills, Matt Areza, who basically had his career ended uh, in the Believe All Women movement uh, when it comes to sexual assault Mm -hmm. and things like that. Uh, He was cleared criminally and civilly, um, and the media silence on this story after the, basically the media protest to cancel this guy. So glad you're bringing this up. Is is unbelievable. Um, So we got to get to this concept of, um, you know, believing everybody, because the reality is everybody lies. It's not just men. Women lie. Gay people lie. Straight people lie. White people lie. Black people lie. It's not uh, based on just one uh, identity politics box, so... We'll get to that story coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. But we got to have a little, I, I would call this a cut sheet or derve uh, <laughs> for the video uh, element of this show. So get on <laughs> over to YouTube. Jill Biden has once again put out a White House holiday festive video for the season. This comes off of an Easter in which, I, if I recall correctly, wasn't Gritty the Flyers mascot? at the White House for Easter, and he was twerking and getting spanked by uh, other Easter bunnies dressed up for Easter. This also comes Ooh. off of... What? Yeah. <laughs> what, what weird... Yeah, it was back in... It was right around Easter. What, what is it? What yes. sites are you going to? <laughs> it was, it, this was on the White House front lawn. I, I remember that vividly. It's got to be out there on social media still. And remember in, in the summer, we had our um, our pride member topless yep. on the White House lawn? Yep. yep. I, I, I don't know what is going Mascotporn.com. on. Mascotporn.com. That's correct. Watch Gritty twerk. So, By the way, apropos of nothing but yeah. what Darn was saying, a, a Pornhub released their uh, their most searched uh, uh, terms. Yes. By each state. <laughs> By each state. It was not gritty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pennsylvania's uh, most searched term for uh, Pornhub. Uh, so if you're if you have a kid in the car, turn the radio down for the, <laughs> for the next seven seconds. Uh, this is not graphic. This won't get us in trouble or dumped or anything like that. But it was big boobs? Uh, that's what Pennsylvanians searched the most um, on Pornhub. And there's a lot of there's a lot of graphic search terms for other states. So Pennsylvania, you should feel proud. You are relatively conservative when it comes to your searching. Yep. Okay. You so just Pennsylvanians like. Big Big, Big boobs. boobs. Yeah. Right. right. And we're not talking about the politicians here. That's right. correct. We just elect those. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to the video. Uh, I do believe there is some sort of audio element to this as well. We'll try to narrate it for you. Uh, this is Jill Biden's 2023 White House holiday video. I think it's the nutcracker on acid, but you judge <laughs> for yourself. Now, did this happen in the White House? 
I've got to imagine that this is somewhere on the grounds. So you've got, um, I, this is so, I feel like I'm in like Willy Wonka's, uh, I don't even know what's going on here. You've got basically, um, looks like one white girl, two African-American females, a white guy. Uh, I mean, this is just clearly a diversity, equity, and inclusion promotional ad. Um, They're dancing around the White House looking, yeah. I mean, it's the, there's an, the, the dancing is incredibly well scripted and choreographed. I mean, there's some talented people doing this, but I, 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 I watched this like four times yesterday. And Why? I'm just like, <laughs> what am I looking at here? Yeah. This is just so on par for the Biden administration and so against the grain of what we have traditionally historically seen, whether it was Melania Trump, whether it was even Michelle Obama, whether it was Laura Bush, and now you've got the dancing with the candy cane as like a... Oh, my goodness. So she wrote, Magic, Wonder, and Joy is the theme this year at the White House. A bit of Magic, Wonder, and Joy brought to you by the talented tappers, tap dancers of Dorrance Dance, performing their playful interpretation of the Nutcracker Suite. I mean, as a dance dad, and I've seen my daughters do dances like this with tap, and they take a tap class in addition to their other classes they take, I just never have seen something like this in the White House before. I mean, this looks like a Walt Disney, Mickey Mouse. Eh, I don't no, know. Yeah, it looks like a. I mean, that that person with the with the costume on there looks like something from The Shining. But <laughs> I mean, so what do we think of this? Is this a good performance? Is this I mean, just so anti? No, I mean, history. It's not. It's not, not anti anything. It's just. It's just weird. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it's so. It runs counter to what we traditionally have been given. From the White House. I, I, first of all, I didn't even know the White House released stuff like that. Oh, yeah. They do this every year. Okay. This is like one of the uh, the major productions for the First Lady on an annual basis. Yeah. I was having weird flashbacks, so forgive me. I was well, just... I was, what? No, no, no. I was just... Went back to... <laughs> your, tenth, your experimental days. 10th grade. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was waiting for Kamala to come out and start playing like the piano or something. Yeah. 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 It just, that's just brutal. I don't get it. So there were some groups who were saying who were saying that that it was I guess out of context, and so they said what because some of the dancers are African American, and so oh, so racism. So they felt that it was, it was out of context. People just said, "What is this?" It it seemed uh, a little demeaning. See, I I, I didn't, and, and so I didn't there look were those at it that way. I, I I just it felt like I was watching some warped animated remake of, and I'm just like. I don't know. I was starting to have like a, a go into a trance watching it. It was real bright. <laughs> all the colors in there. Mm-hmm. It was just like I don't know. Something I would see in like a movie theater or something. Not something that the White House would put out. I don't know. Just didn't and, didn't hit with me. They, they missed the mark again. I think. So but they missed the mark all the time. It's New York City's based uh, dance troupe Dorrance Dancers. Yeah. Who are inclusive of the LGBTQ plus community. Oh. So I don't know if that's a piece of it. Oh, that's absolutely a piece of it. But I think, uh, but I saw more criticism, to be honest, from people who said it's, they felt like it was, uh, like there, there was an aspect where these, uh, these are African Americans and they're doing a tap dance. And so it just seemed there were groups saying it was racial in other words 
people tweeting who are African American were offended by it. Who were who not offended, but okay. they were just saying this is this is kind of freaky. What what is this? And it felt like to them there was a sort of a I don't know a demeaning aspect to it. So Jill was trying to pander to a certain base and it it rub just, them the wrong way. Yeah, it just didn't. Because, because they're like, hey, show here's the White House, and yeah. it just seemed a little, yeah, I don't know, it seemed demeaning. I, you know, I'm seeing all these comments where people are kind of scratching their heads from the communities that they were trying to actually pander to. People were also saying there was like a Hunger Games element to it. I, I, <laughs> I, that's what I'm reading in the New York Post here. So um, I don't know. I just feel like once again. I, <laughs> <laughs> the Biden administration, even when they try to do something towards a certain uh, group of people, it misses the mark. They're just, they're a very tone deaf group, a tone deaf family. Uh, this entire administration, uh, what did they do? They did something right around or on 9 11 that was incredibly tone deaf as well. Their, their PR department, their market, if they had a marketing department, they should be absolutely fired. I mean, they, they just miss on everything. Um, so that's that. I think it's about a two and a half minutes of your life that you'll never get back. <laughs> what one user wrote? It's a mentally ill Christmas at the Biden White House. <laughs> I see. That's funny. One other person. How utterly tacky, tasteless, and anti-Christmas Melania's was tasteful, seasonal, appealed to everyone, and was absolutely breathtaking and gorgeous. And Jill went for <laughs> the complete opposite. One person commented, "Disney presents Clockwork Orange." I don't know. What's with the Hunger Games aesthetic, asked another, while Federalist Editor-in-Chief Molly Hemingway also panned the First Lady's Hunger Games Capital District Christmas approach. So, I don't know. That's the Biden oh, administration for you. By the way, the boys in the back, hard at work, they have the gritty the gritty video that I you knew were talking it existed. about. Yeah, I knew yeah. it You guys think I'm losing my mind All here. Right, can we, can huh? we play that, boys? Can yeah, we play this it up on the... Yeah, there we go. There we go. This is Gritty this was on Easter. Yep. Gritty dancing on the front lawn, and they, it, there it is, getting spanked by other bunnies. Watch this. Yeah, that's very traditional. Gritty is twerking. I don't see him being spanked, but there was one where I saw like the Easter bunnies were like kind of like you know tapping him on the butt, like go go get it, Gritty, go get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. He's twerking. If the Trump administration did that, he'd be impeached again. <laughs> It's <laughs> unbelievable. All right. Anywho, 746. I'm not going crazy, and I'm just about on time. It's time for a Friday installment of What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on the Cut Sheet? What's on the Cut Sheet on this Friday's brought to you by our good friends at Cherry Hill Volvo. Now is a great time to go because they need to clear their lot. They're undergoing a state-of-the-art renovation and need to make room for construction vehicles. Take advantage of incredible sales and lease options. Cherry Hill Volvo. Check them out at Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Don't forget to tell Judith Yosef and the whole crew over there that you heard about them on 1210 WPHD. It's imperative that you do that. 1210 WPHD. All right. Speaking of um, what's going to happen if Trump gets reelected, there's no video for this because the site that we get this from won't let you download it. I don't know why, but the audio is amazing. This is a montage put together by our friends at Gravian. Of the media warning that if Trump is reelected, every bad thing that they can possibly imagine is going to happen will happen. Okay. So are you ready for all of these? The apocalypse. The apocalypse is coming. Yes. Here's our little media montage put together by our friends at Gravy. And I always like the end of the year um, uh, montages. 
Uh, cut two guys. What would a second Donald Trump term look like? Well, he cannot be the next president. Um, it, it, because if he is, you can't imagine the things that he's going to do. Mexico, <laughs> Canada. We can't go to Canada because eventually Canada will become annexed to America and shoot visitors to the White House. Yeah, that means he can shoot the first lady. We're gonna see. Why. He's gonna shoot the first lady. You gotta shoot her. <laughs> David. I think that was David Frum. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I continue. <laughs> the likes of which we didn't even see on January 6th. Make it illegal to run against him, to throw his opponents in jail, to shut down the media. He will make himself into the Fuhrer, and he will make everybody raise their hand and salute him. Using martial law against the American people. Terminate the Constitution. To rewrite the Constitution. <laughs> Create mass internment camps. <laughs> throw everyone into Gitmo. Might be sent to jail, or their rights might be suppressed especially minority groups in society. Uh, you might have any number of things happen to you and your family. Every one of us, our freedom, our liberty, none of us is safe. It's going to have people around him executing against an enemy's list. Assassinate generals. Ordering troops uh, <laughs> to um, attack American citizens. Trump's very well-armed and extremist base will try to kill people. Yep. Well, he's going to basically burn the house down. He mm -hmm. will unravel the institutions of our democracy. Draw similarities between Mussolini and Hitler. Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini. Makes Donald Trump even more dangerous. He wants to take away your vote. Senate and the House are immediately going to be paralyzed. People will begin in their minds to censor themselves. They might say, well, maybe I shouldn't say this. This is the end of democracy. Yeah. I think that mm -hmm. could be the end of our democracy. But democracy uh -oh. is dead if Trump is reelected. Dead. Gone. Buried. Democracy will be at risk. The absolute destruction of destruction. the Justice Department as we know it. The Justice Department. Dogs and cats living together. Transformed. <laughs> I'm really hysteria. concerned about that. Every person who was associated with the attempted coup elevated in the administration. Let me just say one thing. Yeah. Uh, pausing here for a second. He didn't do this in the in the first four years. Yeah, but he's going to do this. In this right. This it's time. The, well, it's the Trump revenge tour. It's payback. Okay. It's like we're going to see stuff from like the Book of Revelations will be coming the truth because yeah. Trump is back at the White House. Don, you and I were together uh, during the lead up to the twenty sixteen election, mm -hmm. and do you remember? Because I know I sure as hell do. Do you remember the media also telling us these things then? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to make sure. Typical. I wasn't. Rem yeah. I was misremembered because you know <laughs> my memory is not what it used to be. I, I love how they say elections will stop and democracy will die if Trump's get reelected. Yep. Um, I saw Vivek tweeted this out last night. He tweeted out a video. Uh, there was a conversation with Google founder Sergey Brin, uh, the founder of the World Economic Forum, and Klaus Schwab. Mm. And they talked about, and the quote from Klaus Schwab is, digital technologies mainly have analytical power. Now we're going into a predictive power. Um, and he's basically taking delight in the thought of having a future without elections because we'll have so much technology that we can just predict who will win. So we won't even, so basically we'll take polls and we won't even, we'll remove the human element of people wow. actually voting. Wow. So Klaus Schwab, to me, he's a far bigger threat to democracy than Donald Trump. Um, by the way, do, I don't even believe that, I mean, yeah, maybe the real diehards, but I don't even believe the liberals believe this. No. You know what I mean? Like, like this is just, this is all it's a media, fear porn this, propaganda. Yeah, this is all a media creation. All right, a little bit more here.
He's reelected. He will curb transgender rights and the rule of law. Arrest political opponents to persecute, not prosecute, but persecute his enemies. Take a wrecking ball to the rule of law. He's going to make the law. Everyone else will have to follow. Vote for Donald Trump uh, may mean the last election that you ever get to vote in. Wow. The independent and free parts of American civic life. He would tear down our institutions. Purge the government of employees. Department by department effort to weaponize the powers of the government. To use the military to quash protests. Reading the government of all democratic safeguards. Junking American democracy as we have always known it. That he would try to stay in office beyond a second term. That he would never leave office. There's no question. Trump no is reelected. He won't leave. <laughs> Donald Trump will never leave office voluntarily. Never. And what that means is that everybody who wants us to remain a republic has to put every other thing aside and work together urgently right now to stop that from happening. Wow. So basically they are predicting that Trump will do what Joe Biden is actually doing right now, persecute and prosecute yeah. their political enemies. What a concept. There's the strategy. So the, they, they will ignore what Joe has done to Trump, but they will foreshadow and say, this is actually what Trump will do if he gets back in. And this is why we can't allow it. I've, I, I mean, that takes a lot of nerve. It's literally the same playbook yes. used in 2016. That's all they have. So I, I'm not sure. This, um, this is also, so Jen Psaki interviewed uh, Miles Teller. No, not Miles Teller. Miles <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> different. <laughs> different. Anyway. He used to work. <laughs> he used to work in the White House. Yes. Um, he thinks he, he just wrote a book. Um, he thinks that Trump could turn off the Internet. Apparently, there's this book. There's like a doomsday book uh -huh. at the White House that like if 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 stuff goes down, shut down the grid, they can sh turn down the grid. And yeah. he believes that Trump will do this in his second term. This is Miles Taylor. Miles Taylor on with Jen Psaki yesterday. Cut four, guys. Uh, go. Well, the possibilities are almost limitless, and I spent nearly two years asking that question to people, and, and I wrote it in this book, Blowback, but to try to paint that picture to try to understand what he would actually do by talking to all of my former colleagues at different departments and agencies under Trump and asking them that question. What by the way, let me just stop it here. If you're watching right now, like look at his, look at the backdrop. What a beautiful house. home this guy has. I, I mean, you're talking about the elitist of the, the yeah. elites getting on cable news and saying Yes, this will be the end, and uh, you know what? What will we all do? Making uh -huh. money, m making money off fear porn, and yeah. just look, look at this. This is the epitome of the elites telling you uh, how to think. This is how you, I think. This might be the uh, byproduct of being a uh, you know having a shell company in your name. This guy might have been on the Biden, <laughs> the Biden no, influence pedal. We don't know. <laughs> Did this man get a check from the big guy? We don't know any of that. I just wonder. Maybe his book is selling well. So apparently selling books gets you beautiful homes. Uh, Looks like he definitely, I will say the good part, hmm. Chapman windows, doors inside. Oh. Those are those doors are from, look at that. Yeah, that's gorgeous. beautiful. Yeah, I need to have those. I love those doors. Yeah. Have Chapman hook me up. I All know. right, here we yeah. go. What will happen in a second term? The biggest concerns for me are on the national security side. I think Americans still don't understand the full extent of the president's powers and things Donald Trump could do 
bubble wrapped in legalese that would be damaging to the republic. And one of those that I've noted is there's something in the White House called the Doomsday Book. And Uh for the first time, DHS gave authorization for me to mention this publicly. Uh, And the fact that there are concerns that that book, which is supposed to be used to protect the country in instances of armed foreign invasion or rebellion, it's the president's most extraordinary powers could be picked up by Trump and Mm. used for domestic political purposes. He could invoke powers we've never heard a president of the United States invoke, potentially to shut down companies or turn off the Internet or deploy the U.S. military (laughs) on U.S. soil. He's got to turn off the Uh, lights. We don't know because, you know, the things that are in there, the emergency powers of the president, aren't widely known to the American people. So that's a big worry for people like me and others about what he could do. But that weaponization of the government could extend across the interagency to places where we haven't seen it before. The Department of Education, the Department of Veterans Affairs, ways to wield that power and those budgets to help his allies and to hurt his enemies. And to be clear, those aren't just elites. To Donald Trump, his enemies include people who live in blue states. I remember Mm. him not wanting to deliver emergency aid to blue states Mm. because he didn't like them. Did Joe Biden go to East Palestine, Ohio, Skip? (laughs) Oh, no, it's a red state. Okay. You know, I love the, uh, he's going to turn the internet off. That's not possible because Trump loves to post on Truth or Twitter, so he would not be able to post himself. And even if he still had power to post himself, if he turns off the internet for the rest of us, we won't be able to see his posts. Man, I got to do a podcast and write a book. The hell with radio. You well, get a house like that. He was the former uh, head of the department of something. I don't know. Uh, he had some government job where he made way too much money. I'll tell you for what, doing though. Nothing. To troll, to troll, to troll Americans, if you did turn off the internet collectively, like if, you, if that was a real thing, <laughs> society would lose their mind. It, we can't <laughs> function without the internet. It's just funny to me because I think the majority of people, whoever they like, whether they like Trump, whether they like Biden, it doesn't matter. Like, whoever gets elected next, like, people's lives will go on. You know what I mean? Like, nobody is sitting here thinking, oh, my God, it's the end of democracy. They're going to turn off the Internet. I, I just don't, like, I don't see that happening. I, I do think there's a, there is a faction of people out there that really actually do believe what this guy just said. Oh, of course. That, like, and if Trump all watch- gets elected, we're done. And they're all watching MSNBC yeah, right now. Yeah, and th- that's the scary part. Like, if you want to hate on Trump for whatever reason, I can, that's fine. I'll, I'll point out why you're wrong and why I think you're stupid, but, um, you know, the, the fact that if you think that this guy's going to get reelected, stay from 2025 to 2028, and then not leave? Wait, yeah. he's going to stay there till he's 94? <laughs> Was he going to be putting on the carpet? Well, that's that's the thing. Is that like, you know, just because of his age, he can't stay there forever. You know what I mean? Like, what are they doing? What are they talking about? And, and let's not talk. I mean, talking about you know staying at, at the White House forever. I've laid out the math for you. I mean, Joe and Jill have been in the White House for 16 of the last 20 years. Yeah, I know. Talk about not leaving. Talk about not leaving. (laughs) They were there for two terms as the Veep under Obama. Then they went away for four years. Uh, He taught a class at Penn, even though he didn't really teach. Yeah, he had a bunch of shell companies, and now he's going to be back in for another eight years. It's unbelievable. Uh, I mentioned this earlier. James Carville was on with Wolf Blitzer last night, saying that he just doesn't believe that we're destined to have a Biden-Trump election. Um, he says it could happen, but he, he brought up the other factors about all the other people that could get into the race or that are getting into the this race. This is what we call the stalker plan. Uh, cut, n- <laughs> cut nine, guys, go. Before I let you go, James, uh, despite the election lies, the indictments, his desire to be dictator for a day, 
Trump is in his strongest position yet to win the Iowa caucuses next month and is leading President Biden in general election <laughs> polls. Can I just say this about yeah. the dictator for a day thing? He, like, he knows exactly, Trump knows exactly what he's doing. Oh, exactly. And these dummies play, they fall for play it right into his hands. It would be cool, like, though, to be a dictator for a day. I could get a lot done in 24 hours. <laughs> People are just so, so gullible. They take They're the just bait. so gullible. I've never seen a guy that can live rent-free in a collective group of people's minds better than this guy we said it we all said it on this show the day after he said that i said that that, that there was going to be some that there was something that was that needed more attention that day but that quote would get all the attention and yep. and it it has yes yeah, because we live in a soundbite isolated world where we take two words and then we run with that as the story and anybody i mean when wolf blitzer says it it sounds it sounds scary as hell oh, he's in the situation room but if you but if you listen to when trump actually said it he he was he, he was clearly joking yeah he was clearly joking mm-hmm. yeah all right we continue sorry guys as well what do you attribute that to well, I think in the Republican within the Republican Party, it's just as important to look at Trump as a theological figure as it is a political figure. I mean, they, they're this is he's his kind of a, almost a religion. Now, as the year progresses and other things happen, you know, it it it, it it's hard to say that you don't have an accretion or some of this stuff starts piling up. Uh, let's wait and see. I, I'm not. I try not to I try to affect elections as much as predict them, but you know, there's there's still a, a lot of uncertainty. The people that say we're just destined to have a Biden-Trump election and that's just the way it's going to be, I, I I don't agree with that. I mean, it might be that, but it's going to be a, a no label. There's going to be a Cornell West. And it's going to be a Bobby Kennedy. It's going to be uh, Jill Stein. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of football left yet. That's all I can say. And yeah. anybody that thinks that they know where it's this hot as ends is um, my hat's off to you. But I don't, and I don't have any idea. Yeah. Well, that's a say. He's wearing a military veteran hat and LSU sweatshirt, and he's broadcasting from Mississippi. And he's a Democrat. You don't find too many of them down there. I can tell you that much. So very interesting. You know, I said at six thirty this morning. I'm starting to slightly come off of my stance that. Joe is an absolute lock, um, and I'm basing that off of the latest polling where he's at 33% approval. And who would have thought if we go if we you know go back in the way way back machine to the fall of 2022 or maybe the winter or spring of 2023? Go back nine months ago that there's a possibility that Trump is more likely to emerge as the Republican nominee than Joe is to run in a second term. And he's right. There is, and and I'm I'm guilty of this. I said, can we stop saying it's early? There's, yeah. Eventually, it's going to get late. You know, when we come back in two weeks, we'll, we'll be in an election year. But there's there's something going on here where it just feels like, especially now with the Hunter Biden stuff ramping up, contempt of court, um, impeachment inquiry, and then if we get to the point where articles of impeachment are drawn. Um, is Jill going to be the one? I know there's an article out, and we haven't talked about it yet, but we will, where Jill could be the saving grace for the Democrats. Jill might be the only one that could get through to Joe and say, it's over. Step aside. Let's let's put somebody else in. She doesn't want that. I know, but th- that's <laughs> The Hill wrote a really interesting piece. I that, saw it, yeah. And we know that Joe is incredibly stubborn and, yeah. you know, the whole bit. But, like, could, could the wife be the one that kind of cuts if, through? If 
if anybody is going to cut through to him, yes, it's going to be her, but she doesn't want that, right, Dawn? She's I mean, got more holiday yeah. White House Christmas videos to produce. <laughs> but she she wants to be there. Yeah. Well, they want to keep enriching their lives. I mean, let's 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 be honest. The, 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 this position that he's been in since 2008 as vice president and president, I mean, a lot of he's built up a lot of power and a lot of branding and obviously a lot of money. And it's like they go hand in hand, right? You, the, yeah. the money's not going to keep coming if he doesn't have any power. Yeah, so. it's true. I mean, although, what did he remember that weird comment he made fairly recently when he said something like, "If well, if Trump wasn't in it, maybe he wouldn't be." Right. Yeah. He, he feels like he run. has to do it because Trump's doing it. He he really, I think he genuinely believes that he's like the guy that can prevent, like he's the Trump blocker, so to speak. He's the. He's the anti-venom. He's whatever. the he's the only vaccine for the for the Trump <laughs> plague. That's what he really thinks. That uh, guys, let's not sleep on Representative Dean Phillips. Well, how could we? <laughs> <laughs> or Dean Kane? He's, he's also he's also running against uh, 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 Joe Biden. He was on uh, he was on NBC. I think this was uh, Meet the Press on Sunday, saying that Biden is unelectable. And that the delusion that he can win is a threat to democracy. So it's usually Trump that's – well, I guess it's because okay. he can't win, so Trump would win then. So that would make that a threat to democracy. I see so, but the roundabout in yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. The threat of – so the thought of thinking Joe can deny Trump, that will actually result in democracy coming undone. Apparently. Okay. Uh, cut 11 there, Phil. Go. So let's start right there. Last time you and I spoke, you said that you are not – taking on President Biden. You're not running against him. You told me that, and now you're calling him an unelectable threat to democracy. What has changed? Well, that is unelectable. I mean, the data is showing every single poll coming out right now, Kristen, everyone is showing him falling further behind, his approval numbers at historic lows. And I'm trying to generate a wake-up call to Democrats that we have a real problem here. And rather than stifling and suppressing competition, we should be encouraging it. That's why I spent the better part of a year encouraging other candidates to enter the race. The water's warm. We need to practice democracy now. And I want to make something clear. The president is not a threat to democracy, but running and suppressing other candidates is a threat when Uh you're behind in the polls like he is. Uh And frankly, to disenfranchise voters in Florida and North Carolina, which is what has happened in the last two weeks, is also a risk. And I'm pointing out the fact that we should be practicing democracy, not stifling it. Just to be clear, you are saying because you think he's unelectable, you believe he's a threat to democracy. So you're ultimately still calling him a threat to democracy. I I will say those (laughs) who are propagating this delusion that he will beat Donald Trump, they collectively are a threat to democracy i'm just going to call it like i see it and that's what the country is saying in every single poll and if we don't wake up soon Kristen, we're going to be in for a tragedy and this time we know it 2016 we couldn't believe it this time we better believe it and that's the truth i just want to make it clear he is not a threat he's a good man and someone i respect Mm. but this delusion that he can win is a threat to democracy yes can you It's so funny that there's like four different ways to look at Biden v. Trump in a rematch. There are some people out there that believe Joe could only beat Trump. There are some people out there that believe, well, there's 50 other Democrats out there that could beat Trump that are better than Joe Biden. Then there's the people out there that think if it was Biden against Trump, Trump's going to lose. So we've got to find somebody else. And we see the polls. Nikki Haley's up 17 points or 12 points. 
there's if, there's there's got to be at least four to six different scenarios out there where this guy is only in it to beat this guy. This guy can't beat that guy. That guy could beat that person but wouldn't beat anybody else. It's fascinating as we just keep going around and around with this whole thing. The only thing that I think we all can definitively arrive at the conclusion of, from at least from what we get when we gauge the public, is the American public are fatigued and exhausted by the drama surrounding both individuals. I mean, that, that, that is the one thing I think that if you polled most Americans, and I'm, I'm talking not just 1,500 people or a one-week sample size, but if we went around and polled 100,000 voters and we said, um, are you fatigued by Trump v. Biden talk? Mm-hmm. And I think most people would say yes. Um, this political strategist said on MSNBC yesterday that uh, people are claiming unhappiness with the economy, but it's actually not about the economy. It's about Joe Biden and his age. (laughs) Cut 13, guys, go. Okay. Well, people are not acting in terms of what they're saying, they're feeling. You know, we are in the midst of a record Christmas shopping season. Business startups are at an all-time high. If people were really worried about inflation and the economy, those things would not be occurring. Mm -hmm. What I think is happening is people are claiming an unhappiness with the economy that's really about how they feel about Joe Biden and his age. So let's put a number. I I don't understand why the economy and his age are even brought together in the same argument. (laughs) To me, if you're unhappy with the economy, it's probably because when you go to the grocery store, prices are insane. Uh, If you're trying to buy a home for the first time, it's almost impossible. Um, you know, car prices, auto yeah, loans. Yeah, every day, like everyday stuff yes. that people buy, correct, is up. Right. That's that's what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. You can you can play with these numbers about inflation. It's like, well, this is down and this is up and this right. is down. But it's how people are. You know, when they go to the grocery store, their grocery store bill is seventeen percent higher yeah. than it was a couple of years ago. Right. When they're trying to buy a house, it's this much more expensive. You know what I mean? That's that's what they. That's what these. Yeah, strategists and stuff don't get. Well, the the spin they put on inflation and the unemployment rate is just ridiculous. Of course, inflation is down. It couldn't have gone much higher than when it was, what, 9.7% or whatever it was. So it had to go down from there. And then when the unemployment rate is sitting at 3.7% and they're talking about, well, we just created all of these jobs. Yeah, but you took a lot of those jobs away during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So you didn't really create anything new. There's not a new net positive. You just went back to pre-pandemic numbers nope. uh, uh speaking of hunter biden and joe biden um nbc's ken delanian says that it, the press conference that hunter gave uh two days ago that you know we all talked about and played the sound of nbc's ken delanian says that hunter biden has been acting like a person who may expect a pardon this is coming from nbc which is why i think this is this is interesting mm-hmm. this is cut where are we here guys cut 12 go the white house has pledged that president biden will not pardon his son on any of the federal charges he's facing what are you hearing about that well his camp is not saying much about it but my observation and analysis is that hunter biden has been acting like a person who may expect 
a pardon. Because, first of all, he walked away from that plea deal, which the judge raised questions about, but they were not able to reach a deal. This plea agreement would have called for no jail time. Now he's facing two felony indictments, and he still doesn't have the immunity that he was seeking in that plea deal. He's going on offense. You saw him make those public statements. That's not the behavior generally of a criminal defendant, uh, but... It, 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 you know, some people believe it could be the behavior of someone who did, never expects to see the inside of a prison cell, even if convicted on these very serious charges, Kristen. So, a pardon. Joe has said that he would yep. not pardon his son. I've actually saw, I've seen some, um, some people on social media the last day or so suggesting that if Trump got reelected, that he would pun- uh, pardon Hunter and Joe Biden. Did you see that story? No. And that that would actually create some sort of... I forget the way they framed it and positioned it. I could never see Donald Trump pardoning anybody on that side after what they've done to him. Not in a million years. No. No. Uh, Joe Biden yesterday was in Bethesda, Maryland for some sort of NIH um, event. And he, he said that Israel needs to be more careful to protect civilians during its fighting in Gaza. The president was asked if he wants Israel to scale back the intensity of its fight. Um, This is what he said. Cut. Where are we here? Cut eight, guys, go. Do you want Israel to scale back its assault on Gaza by the end of the year? Do you want them to tone it down, move to a lower intensity phase? I want them to be focused on how to save civilian lives, not stop going after Hamas, but be more careful. Be more careful. Be more careful. I guess that would probably be the crux of the rift between um, Joe and Kamala. There's a report out now that they are at Mm -hmm. odds over this whole situation, which is fascinating that they are not on the same page when it comes to this issue specifically. But I, I look, yes, obviously you got to be careful with civilian lives. But this this whole narrative that Hamas can come in and just do all this savage, barbaric stuff, and then Israel can, well, you, you certainly can defend yourself, and you have your right to do blah, 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 but be careful with X, Y, and Z. I, I hate the way that they have positioned and framed this. A, a little bit more amusing here. Cut six here. Um, he was introduced at this event, and by the way, if you're not watching, he's standing in front of like a you know a big sign that says "lowering uh, prescription drug costs," and it it's basically like he's standing at a pharmacy. Yep, like he's standing at CVS, mm-hmm. and he forgets the name of the person that introduced him. Right, so he calls uh, the person my introducer. My introducer. <laughs> <laughs> Cut six here, guys. Go. Individual patients' lives as well as money. So I want to thank you all for taking the time to be here. I want to thank my, uh, my, my introducer. What? My introducer is going to get down to 2000 bucks a year. Yeah. Max. Max. 2035. So God bless you all. May God protect our troops. Thank you very, very much. My introducer. That's what I'm going to be saying tonight at around 630 at uh, the Andy Chan holiday block party. I'd like to thank my, um, my introducer. Well, uh, here comes my, uh, this is, uh, what's her name? Is that Dawn? Uh, my news lady. I'm going to thank my news lady. God almighty. <laughs> my introducer. Uh, he also said, you guys will be happy to know this, uh, that they're investing in three new COVID vaccines. Three? Three. Cuts, okay. Cut seven here, guys. Go. In the first place, it's a simple principle. You shouldn't pay a highest price in the world for drugs that your tax dollars have already helped create. We're already begun to secure fair pricing clauses and contracts for 
for new COVID vaccines, three new COVID vaccines. Wow. Mm. And we recently proposed that when a drug company prices drugs so high that Americans can't afford them, and those drugs were created by the American tax dollars. Why is he squinting? The federal government can step in and allow <laughs> other companies to make and sell that same drug for less. Get this man glasses. They yeah. did it here. Oh, he's better with his hands than the sentences. all part of my administration's work to promote competition across our economy, to lower costs, to raise wages, and improve care. Last week, we announced new steps to crack down on anti-competitive practices in health care. And we're going after what we call junk fees. Like junk health insurance plans. Junk fee Joe. I just He I, loves junk fees, doesn't he, he? Here's the thing, and this is this is no disrespect because you know what I, I had a um, I had a neighbor who lived to like hundred and one and this like this guy was out mowing his lawn every mm-hmm. day. He he was uh splitting wood, like he, he was just He was a trooper. He was a trooper. He, he just sounds so old. The same and I tired don't, and he, fragile. He does. He yeah. just it doesn't I don't know. I just feel like he he sounds every bit of his eighty one years. Yes, and like look, that's no that's no shot against him. People mm-hmm. people age differently. Yeah. I understand that. Look but at me, like, <laughs> hair's gone the whole bit. No, but he's the the, the thing that was, I thought was interesting is so you've got three new COVID vaccines coming out. So I'm assuming they're anticipating three new variants, and they want to create um, you know this this idea that you want to keep getting your shots and keep getting your boosters. But think about this: the the market fall off for Pfizer. Have you seen Pfizer's stock price? I mean, it has just gone completely downhill. And why is that? The demand for the newest booster is not resonating with Americans. Yeah, what nine percent of those that are eligible have gotten the latest booster? So if nobody's buying booster uh, five, why are we creating booster six, seven, and eight that nobody's going to buy? Seems like a waste of money to me. But it's a good question. Um... Moving on here to cut 10 there, boys. Um, Bernie Sanders, speaking of uh, what's happening in Gaza right now, um, Bernie Sanders says that Biden should not give $10 billion to Bibi Netanyahu's right-wing government to continue their horrific military strategy. Cut 10, guys, go. Israel has the right to defend itself against Hamas terrorism. It does not have the right to go to war against the Palestinian people and kill thousands of innocent children and women and men. I have asked President Biden to do two things. Number one, not support $10 billion for Netanyahu's right-wing government to continue their horrific military strategy. Speaking of looks. (laughs) To support the United Nations resolution. Why is he walking towards the why is that jacket so big? So that the UN and other aid organizations by a broom can provide <laughs> humanitarian relief to Palestinian people desperately need. He's like, a, he's like the walking dead yeah. walking towards you like, okay, yeah. as you're backing up. Can we just get all of these fossils out of government? Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden. Uh, yeah. hey, just just go. Enough. And whose idea was it to film in the janitor the janitorial wing of <laughs> wherever he's at? He, if you watch it with no sound on, go over to YouTube, youtube.com slash at twelve WPHD. If you watch that with no sound on, it just looks like somebody from The Walking Dead coming at you and you're yeah. like backing up slowly, like, okay, zombie socialist. Yep. yep. 
I don't know what you're talking There's about. There's a hand sanitizer station in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I, again, yeah. this is what I just mentioned about how all of a sudden we got to have all these little certain nuanced rules to what Israel does in their retaliation to Hamas. I just said this about five minutes ago, and here's Bernie laying it out again. Look. Nobody's saying that you're rooting for uh, children and civilians to die, but you know what? Sometimes innocent people die during war. <laughs> I'm just watching that back on look playback. At that. He just <laughs> look, how, look how big the jackets. Hey, this are. is why socialism works. And this it's is like why. an Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> it goes right along from the White House. Creepy. Joe Biden. Creepy. Oh, that's what Bernie should have been in that video. Should have been pure what? wedding in the Nutcracker video. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pure wedding, come yeah. on! A lot of nuts. Wearing a top hat, <laughs> mixed mixed nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've never been to Vermont, but after hearing Bernie Sanders for all these years, Vermont's Vermont's lovely. Is it? Yeah. Why do I get the feeling that everybody in Vermont sounds <laughs> like Bernie Sanders? Ninety-one LSXer says, "Is Bernie in a hotel in the Shining's hallway?" <laughs> the movie The Shining. He does look like he's. Dude, look how big the jacket is again. I know. I mean, you could have stuck Daniel Valdez inside of his coat, and it filled out nicely. Yeah. By the way, like now all of a sudden we're 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 talking about well we have to be careful about the ten billion we send to oh, yeah. Israel, but Ukraine whenever they need something, right. like no problem, right? Two hundred million, you got it. We don't have any sort of uh, uh, guardrails on that, do we? No, of course not. Uh, moving on to cut five here, boys. Uh, Boston Mayor Michelle Wu, we discussed this yesterday. Um, she wanted to have, or she was caught having a holo- a holiday party for electeds of color. That's right. No white people. Electeds of color. Uh, she doubles down on it. <laughs> oh, okay. Cut five here. Guys, go. I think we've, we've had individual conversations with everyone so people understand that it was truly just a, an honest mistake that went out in, in typing the email field and um, I look forward to celebrating with everyone at the holiday parties that we will have besides this one as well. So um, it is my intention that we can, again, um, be a city that lives our values and create space for all kinds of communities to come together. Mm-hmm. Just not white people. Uh, so, so basically, what she's trying to argue is segregation is inclusive. Is I, is that the takeaway? Well, she didn't say. So, was it? Does it sound to you, Dawn Nick? Does it sound to you like she she's saying that it was it was miswritten? No, or was it written this properly? Is, this is this is about as valid of a defense as the clerk from Fulton County that put out that um, the. Uh, Oh God! The doc, uh, the indictment. Remember, the indictment came yep. out before they actually yep. voted yep. on yep. it, yep. and the jurors came back with the ruling. Yep. They had this thing typed up; it was ready to go. And the only reason she's even trying, and she's making it worse for herself, by the way, and she's a Harvard graduate also. So there you go with inclusivity. Um, she's doubling down because she got exposed. Th- this got—I don't know. This went out to the Boston Herald, and now she's just making it worse. Well. I- I just want to parse your words. I'm, I want to play it one more time here, boys. I'm going to play it one more time here. Cut five again. Ready, go. I think we've we've had individual conversations with everyone so people understand that it was truly just a, an honest mistake that went out in, in typing the email field. And um, I look forward to celebrating with everyone. See, at she's the saying it was a mistake. That we will have besides this one as well. So um, it is my intention that we can, again, um, be a city that lives our values and create space for all kinds of communities to come together. You know... <laughs> 
typing in the email field, how do you accidentally type in electeds, electeds of color? <laughs> how do you do that? I, I, Elon, I don't know. Elon Musk put out a great tweet last night. He said, DEI must die. The point was to end discrimination, not replace it with different discrimination. Yeah. That's really what it is, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. It's just another form of discriminating. Um, Embarrassing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure her. Well, Greg, you're not a Harvard grad, so Sorry, you don't understand the context. I know. Uh, hasn't Claudine Gay taught you anything this week? Yeah, they put the. Thank you, boys. You guys put the uh, the invitation up yeah, there. Elected from Denise of, dos Santos. Elected of color holiday party tomorrow. Yeah. On behalf of Mayor Michelle Wu, I cordially invite you and a guest on the Electeds of color holiday party. I mean, how do you how do you was it supposed that? to be Electeds of all? Was it supposed to be electeds of every identity politics box? No, it was electeds of color, and that wasn't a mistake. No, that got leaked to the Boston Herald. I forget. I don't even know who. It must have went to somebody's office that it wasn't supposed to, and they probably went to the Boston Herald and said, "Hey, look at this." And then quickly, this uh, Denise Dos Santos, she slash her slash hers in her pronoun signature, <laughs> had to do a fifteen-minute backpedal. If I'm Michelle, if I'm Michelle Wu, I'm firing Denise. But Michelle won't do that because Michelle Wu is all about identity politics. And Denise Dos Santos has three pronouns in her um, her email signature. She's the director of city council relations and the office of intergovernmental relations for Michelle Wu, city of Boston. Yeah, I just don't know how you say that this is a mistake. Mm-hmm. So what do you think tonight? We go down to the Andy Chan holiday party and we say uh, this is only for uh, listeners uh, of color. We exclude all white people. <laughs> Would that go over well? I don't you know what? Go. No Asian or no Hispanic people tonight, folks. Yeah. Nope, you can't come. I'm sorry. This is just for a certain demographic of people. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. That was a. I typed that up improperly. We're going to fire somebody now. Um, These people. One more, then we can get to Dawn's Big Three. Uh, Terrell Owens, former Eagle Terrell Owens, was on the Jason Lee Show. Are you familiar with the show, Nick? No, but everybody's got a show, a podcast, and a book. <laughs> so what I'm doing is no- nothing I do is unique anymore, apparently. Uh, discussing what, you know, the the infamous Colin Kaepernick. Uh-oh. And he said that the protests of Cal- of Colin Kaepernick shed a light on how white people see us. <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, dope and... Uh, yeah. o- Overrated player Terrell Owens says that uh, that it's uh, it, it, it's it's how white people see us. Cut one, guys. Yeah. Go. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up Colin being from San Francisco. Yeah. And the, the culture of the NFL with Colin take, uh, taking the knee is that something that I mean? Because now again we live in a world where you see a lot more on social media. Back then it was something we hadn't seen. Um, knowing the culture of the NFL, was that something that you knew would have created such a backlash? No, I didn't. I never would have thought. Yeah. It, First of all, mm-hmm. it, why does he have sunglasses on? <laughs> it's inside. Uh-huh. I mean, come on, dude. Yep. Like, I just, ugh. I know. I know. Because uh, his star burns so bright, man. Those aren't sunglasses, by the way. Those are uh, hater blockers. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, thank you, uh, Tio, for the, the Super Bowl that you brought to the city. Oh, that's right. You yeah. You by the way, I might have to uh, rethink the whole McNabb Tio. Um, uh, really? Rift in my stance after we hear this clip. Uh-oh. Why? Oh, all right. Yeah. All right, we continue, guys. Sorry. Would have created the firestorm that, that it has. Um, never thought that this guy would never step back on the football field because of that. Um, but it just really shed light on really kind of really 
how this world works and how really a lot of the white people see us. And for so many years, we've tried to voice that. I mean, for 400 plus something years, we've been telling you this is these are some of the things that have been going on. And it took, like I said, who would have thought that it took a knee to bring all of this back to life, or bring you know, resurface. But now it seems like it's been so long since he's been out that it's just business as usual now. I mean, you see Jay-Z partnered with the NFL. Now Rock Nation is kind of responsible for uh, the entertainment. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I don't I don't like that because it's. You're addressing it at that time, but where's the where's where's the, the the momentum of what is going on? Where's the continuation of really trying to rectify or bring some type of solution to it? Not just for the moment, you know, we got to continue. It's continued work. It's not just for that moment. And then you, you address it and it's swept under the rug mm-hmm. after, you know, a few weeks or a couple of months or what have you. And then, like you said, it's back, uh, you know, it's business back to usual. Business. It has to be continued effort. To, business to back to usual. Okay. Yeah. Another mind-numbing <laughs> comment from uh, Terrell Owens, number 81. I actually might have to rethink my whole stance that T.O. was the good guy and McNabb was the snowflake. Maybe McNabb was right and T.O. is just a psychotic, delusional <laughs> nut job. Um, so here's the thing. Yeah. The NFL hasn't stopped with their social justice messaging. We yeah. still see it. And racism in the back of the end zone. Things on people's helmets. Um, you know, Apparel that you can purchase. Remember we were just talking last week about the social, ju- social justice messages that you could get on the NFL yep. uh, hats that mm-hmm. you could buy at NFLshop.com. Yep. So none of that has changed. Um, Kaepernick, he shot himself in the foot, first of all, because he was a depreciating asset. He was on the decline for two years anyway. And then he took the knee. And it wasn't even just that. It was the pigs on the socks depicting cops as pigs. Yep. Um, and they realized, I think a lot of these owners said, Okay, he's he's more of a a headache and a locker room drama guy than he's an asset on the field at this yep. point. Yep, pretty simple. I just remember him crying. Yeah, that's my quarterback. I mean, Michael Vick came back from from killing dogs and played in the NFL. Yeah, I know. And they said, you know what, he offers more than the trouble, and they took a risk, and it paid off for some of those teams. Kaepernick was the exact opposite. By the way, uh, we should actually break before we get to dawn but jared price on uh twitter has an interesting point about the boston mayor thing yeah he says the mistake was that they sent it to everyone not just the people of color that was the mistake of sending it mm-hmm. out oh, was that's that they right. yes. sent so it true. to everybody and not just the people that they intended to could you imagine winning an election as a white person and then on your it's like four o'clock on a thursday and you check your email and you see that and you read it <laughs> electeds of color yeah imagine that Ooh, i'm gonna get back at michelle Wu. Yep. There you go. Yeah. All right, coming up on the other side, we'll get to Don Stenzel's Big Three. We've also got a couple of updates to get to, including the NAACP leader is now defending Harvard President Claudine Gay, saying that her critics are advancing a white supremacist agenda. <laughs> yes, we knew that was coming. Kale and company as we roll on here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. The Eagles at minus 168 against the Seahawks on Monday night. That's the money line, but $5 down. You win 3 bucks, but you'll get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when the Eagles win. All from FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sports book. That's right, 150 bucks when the Eagles win. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. 
I love the FanDuel app. It's so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg right now to sign up. FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel Sportsbook. The official partner of 1210 WPHD and the NFL 21 and over. President PA. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday morning 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210. WPHD. And the free Odyssey app.